Hello, welcome to episode two of the Think, Talk, Create podcast, the official podcast of Strategy of Mind. I'm Karen Marinella-Hall, a senior associate at Boston-based Strategy of Mind, a global talent development and management consulting firm. And I'm joined here again today uh, with Strategy of Mind co-founders, Ryan Steltzer and Dr. David Brendel. Gentlemen, thanks for joining again. In our last episode, we talked about how you two have a book coming out early next year that's entitled Death by Numbers. David, tell me the Death by Numbers. Why is that the title? Well, the title really relates to uh, what Ryan and I have seen in our work for many years, which is that many companies and organizations uh, are using quantitative metrics and pure profit motive to guide their core decision-making. And that there's been a kind of dehumanization uh, of, of the American workplace going on, for, uh, going on for many years now. And in some cases leading to literal deaths. One, one of the uh, big stories we focus on is the, is the Boeing story and how they rushed the uh, 737 MAX plane to market uh, in, in their competition for profit with, uh, with Airbus. Uh, and this led, as we all know, to crashes of their aircraft, deaths of many people, uh, pilots and passengers on those planes. That is a literal death by numbers. We have many examples in the book like that. We also talk about the kind of the deaths of people's souls and also the deaths of certain uh, community institutions and structures that have been so important to American life. We also try to provide a solution. Death by number sounds a bit depressing. And when we think about it in the coronavirus situation, it sounds even more depressing. Mm -hmm. But really the book is, is, is a very positive book because we talk about a solution to this very practical step-by-step -step, mm -hmm. uh, approach to rehumanizing the workplace so that people's quality of life is better and that ultimately actually can lead to better reputation and more profit over the long haul. Yeah, and, and that basically boiled down to one of the key concepts in the book, which is Think, Talk, Create, also the name of this podcast, and quickly refresh our memories for those who might be joining for the first time. In a nutshell, what is Think, Talk, Create? Yes, uh, the Think, Talk, Create process, and again, I, I highlight there are no commas in there. It's one fluid process, but that really can be broken down into three uh, interwoven steps. The think process involves each one of us individually pausing in the midst of our uh, constant frenetic routines to take some downtime, breathe, take a walk, think, reflect on what you're doing, what's good about it, what, what the downsides or uh, obstacles may be, and also some of the human and you know, ethical issues about what you're doing. Then the talk process, have open conversations with others where you're really listening carefully, asking good questions, and uh, having a really useful dialogue. This is where the psychological safety concept comes in. We very strongly encourage and train companies and organizations to promote psychological safety where people can speak very openly, brainstorm, share their ideas without fear of um, criticism or retaliation. And all this leads on to a, a create process where we create frameworks for how to consider dilemmas and difficult issues and create 
really some new innovative uh, uh, solutions to the to the biggest problems. And the technique, as we've discussed, that runs through all of this is called active inquiry, our version of AI, qualitative AI, where we discipline ourselves and master the habit of asking open-ended questions, questions that don't lead to yes or no answers and a shutdown of conversation, but that open up conversations uh, that, that really promote and foster the Think Talk Create process. Yeah. And last week we talked about how this very moment in time just really calls for this kind of Think Talk Create process and concept, how it can be applied by teams and organizations, Ryan. Why teams? Well, the reason why we, we, we led with teams is because we were actually working with um, you know, folks uh, over the past few months who gave us a call and said, you know, as a result of the crisis, hey, I don't know what you guys are up to, but if you could put together a um, podcast that folks could listen to, it would be incredibly helpful, I think, to the wider working world, given some of the ideas that we, type to, we tend to promote. And the reason why we focused on teams is because <clears throat> what we saw was that folks are now working from home and what we're left with is human connection. Uh, they're not in the office, the, the nitty gritty, um, the, the grind, if you will, of, uh, of going in every day has, has changed. And what, what remains is that, that interpersonal relationship with, um, with your colleague and with your manager. And that can facilitate the think, talk, create process, um, which in turn leads to psychologically safe environments and high performing organizations. So what the, what the COVID-19 crisis has inadvertently done is it put teams and forced teams to really um, practice psychological safety, practice active inquiry, practice the Think Talk Create podcast, uh, sorry, practice the Think Talk Create um, methodology, and and then uh, hopefully innovate and grow as a result of it. And um, so when we had those conversations with with folks that we worked with, we also saw were questions from individuals, one-on-one folks that we that we um, coach and and um, and engage with on a regular basis, and they said, "Hey, uh, there's some personal concerns I have here. There's some one on there's there's yeah. some individual concerns that um, that extend beyond just the team. So I understand now. Okay, here's how I can apply think, talk, create, and active inquiry and build psychological safety on a team. But what are some <clears> things I can do um, on the personal level? Because I, I, I'm Quite frankly, I'm a little nervous here. I'm a little scared about what's going on. What can right. I do? Right. And and those are the people we want to talk to today, the folks, the individuals who are listening. Um, last week, we focused on managers, leaders, et cetera. But you're the employee sitting at home dealing with kids and schedules and productivity and how do I get all this done? Let's talk to that employee today. And David, you're a world-renowned psychiatrist. What are things that person sitting at home listening to us can do to incorporate Think, Talk, Create into their daily lives? How do they do it? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great question. And, uh, and, and everything I'm going to say, uh, none of these things are easy to do. It really has to start with saying, staying grounded and calm. This is such a nervous and upsetting time and people are worried about layoffs and furloughs and childcare and uh, disconnection, not being able to see family members and friends. It is, there is such a laundry list of uh, of problems right now that our our minds could completely spin out of control about. There's no lack 
of, uh, of those kinds of problems. So we're not going to get anywhere in terms of adaptations if we don't have ways to stay calm in the moment. For some people, that's mindfulness, meditation, and breathing. It may involve taking a walk. It may involve calling a friend or listening to some music. But there have to be periods during the day where all the negative, fear-driven thoughts are removed from consciousness, and there can be some clear focus on what to do next. Then the what to do next isn't isn't so easy either, right? Let's say we've mm-hmm. calmed our mind. Okay, now, now I can think clearly, well, what the heck am I going to do? Nobody has the answer to this. We're all, you know, whether it's um, CEOs or entry-level employees, middle mid-managers, it, it, we're all trying to figure it out. Nobody really knows. This is, this is unprecedented. So there's a couple of concepts that come into play there. One is mental flexibility. We've never been through this before. We've got to continue to, uh, continue to think about different options. Consider different things and trial and error. Um, accept that certain things are going to be failures, but not catastrophic ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, get your home workplace set up the right way. Figure out how to uh, deal with uh, with children or perhaps an elderly parent that you're that you're taking care of. Uh, again, no easy answers, but there's got to be a, a clear thinking and a step by step flexible process to get somewhere. And in addition to the flexibility, I think it's really important that we're all very patient with ourselves. These are unbelievably challenging times. And so avoiding um, negativity about oneself and self-criticism is very important. This is a lot to do. I think what it boils down to is stay as calm and clear in your thinking as you can be and be flexible. Flexibility wins here. Yeah, I, I love what you just said. You know, we're not going to get it right the first time necessarily. And I'm thinking about one of the clients I worked with this week who all of a sudden just erupted and said, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done the way I did before. He had a six-month plan, you know, targets, all this other stuff. And and I said to him, time out. You know, let's think about today, not six months from now. What do you need to accomplish today? So when we think about think, talk, create, you can apply that to your own individual situation. Okay, pause. What do I need to do? And then kind of go through that process. Is that right? Uh, well, I think that's a great point, Karen. The, 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 the questions we ask ourselves are going to need to shift. You know, we, we had a one, two, five-year plan and uh, hitting targets and, uh, you know, whether it's uh, in, in terms of work performance or, or personal goals. And a lot of that is just out the window now. Very scary. The questions do need to change. And I agree that many of those questions are going to be more short term. How am I going to get through the day? What do I need to stock my refrigerator with? And how am I going to do that safely? Uh, the, the questions really do need to shift uh, more in that direction. doesn't mean we have to give up on, on long-term plans, but we do have to be patient about how, how we ask ourselves the questions. If we can get past the stress and fear of this, this creates a huge opportunity to reconsider our entire lives in a, in a positive way, reconsider where our values are and what's most important. Maybe those um, target numbers at work were taking away from something else 
and you realize, oh, you know, I get to spend some more time with my children now. Wow, well, maybe how much should I prioritize that even when things hopefully go back to normal? So it's a huge opportunity to rethink our lives from the ground up. Yeah, and, and you just raised the fear and uncertainty piece again. It's real for a lot of folks listening to this out there. You know, yes, you know, you've got the day-to-day fears and concerns about just the virus itself and keeping your family safe, but now fear and uncertainty around your job. How do you manage through that? No, this is this is not easy. I mean, people people that work both enjoy their work and take pride in earning and uh, see it as a core part of their identity to take care of themselves and take care of of others. So this can be a huge ego blow to lose your job or have your income go down and have to pull back on certain financial commitments. But ultimately, I think it can be very helpful for many of us to reframe those active inquiry questions to ourselves and maybe to other important people we're speaking with. What's the most important thing in my life? How, how much do I need to spend on a vacation versus how much time would I really like to be uh, available and present uh, for my spouse or my children? What's really most important here? So money is one way we value things in our society, and that's understandable, and we're not trying to change that. But it's like it's almost like diversifying your value portfolio. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit smaller slice of the pie goes into your income and more into some other basic things like relationships. And Ryan, I, I want to loop you in here. I'm struck by how collectively the national narrative is so perfectly focused right now on the worker. We're really paying attention to and recognizing and being thankful and grateful for our medical staffs, the healthcare workers, folks who are stocking our supermarkets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. With that kind of attention and focus right now, what can we learn from that? Yeah, it, it it goes to what David had been saying, and that this is an opportunity. And I think what you'll see is, uh, as folks are recognizing now, is geez, you know, the person who sweeps the floor in the hospital is actually essential. That's a that's a really important role, or yeah. the person who stocks your grocery shelves. That's that's actually pretty important, um, or the person who delivers your packages. Geez, that's that's really important. And the reality is that many of these employees are contracted employees who are not always treated as well as they could be by their employers. And so there's, there may be a reorientation as we move forward, uh, a humanistic reorientation that, geez, essential personnel, I, 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 maybe I need to rethink what essential actually is. Um, And, you know, that's one opportunity here. And there's the other opportunity is, a rethinking of the world of work itself on an individual level. I think folks are going to be so excited to get back to the office when this, when this inevitably um, ends and it concludes and winds down. And I can imagine the celebrations that will erupt when folks are back to work, uh, you know, sitting there um, with their colleagues and, and friends and, and uh, being able to go mm-hmm. to lunch coffee and all that. I mean, it's going to be a celebration without question. But then maybe two months later or three months later, 
I don't think it's unreasonable to be asking the question, geez, you know, do I really need to be here 40 hours a week sitting mm. here stapled to my desk or can I work from home for some of that? Um, hey, you know, my daughter has a dance recital. Uh, it's at, it's in the afternoon right after school. Can, do I really need to be here uh, or can I, can I attend that? Can I attend that um, really important event for her? Um, you know, these are the kinds of questions that are going to, I, I just don't see how we're going to get around them um, moving forward. The world of work is likely going to change. Um, and one of the exciting things uh, that, if there is an exciting thing to draw from, from what we're experiencing right now, is looking ahead and seeing what, will, what the outcomes will be and the changes that we'll see. I mean, if, if you consider the the previous epidemics that we've had in human history, there were drastic social and, and professional changes to the way the world functioned, never mind the world of work, just the way the world functioned uh, following those. And if, uh, you know, this is a global crisis, a global catastrophe we're going through now, work is, is definitely going to be something that changes in the future as a result. And it's just a question of how, and my hope and my prediction is that this presents an opportunity to change work in a more human way and to reorient it to, or, or maybe um, just oriented in general towards a human um, interconnectedness and, um, and, rec and recognition of that the, the, geez, people really matter. Yeah, good stuff. David, any final thoughts on that? Yeah, I would, I would pick up on, um, on, on one of the strands there from what, what Ryan said. Uh, I was just thinking, the, you know, a couple of days ago, I was taking a, a, a nice socially distanced walk outside and I, I walked past uh, a house in my neighborhood and there was a big sign up that said uh, delivery drivers are heroes and I was just thinking whoever would have expected to who would have ever predicted that a sign like that would be hanging from um, from uh, somebody's house mm -hmm. in our country and uh, as I completely agree with what Ryan said here about really looking in our companies and organizations about who's valuable and, and seeing value across the entire spectrum. This may have implications for pay disparities. You know, should a CEO be making 400 times as much as, um, as the custodian? Mm. Custodians are really important. Uh, the delivery drivers are really important. So many um, overlooked people in our society um, I think we're finally recognizing that they do have really impressive and even heroic status that they are going out and interacting with people, touching things, putting themselves at much higher risk than those yeah. of us who may have the good fortune to be able to just sit at home in front of our computers. Yeah. Yeah. Really wonderful points and another amazing conversation. Thank you both for your time and your insight on this topic, the individual and, and empowering each of us out here who are listening to you as we navigate through this COVID-19 situation. So thank you again. And thank everybody out there for listening. We look forward to joining you again next time. And if you do have any questions or suggestions for us that you'd like us to cover on Think Talk Create, you know, and an open invitation, email our team. Here's the email address. It's coaches, C-O-A-C-H-E-S, at strategyofmindoneword.com. Again, coaches at strategyofmind.com. We look forward to hearing from you. 
Thank you for listening. Until next time. You have been listening to the Think Talk Create podcast, the official podcast of Strategy of Mind. To learn more about Karen, Ryan, and David and the work they do, feel free to visit their website, www.strategyofmind.com. Ryan and David's book, Death by Numbers, will be published next year by the Hachette Book Group under the Public Affairs imprint. Thank you for listening.